This is On the Block with Stricken Austin. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're going to go out of here as the Big 8 tournament champion. Middle school basketball coaching legend and Duke basketball shooting coach in his mind, Austin Orman. Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Brought to you by Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul. This is On the Block with Strick and Austin. Well, for now, it's just Austin. Stricky handling some business, so it's just me for a little bit. I'm Austin Orman down at 1040 O Street here in Lincoln. Stop on by. It's a beautiful day in downtown Lincoln. Sprinkled here a little bit earlier. But hey, sun's out and shining. Sky is blue as could be. Also blue as could be, the Indiana Hoosiers continue their recent tailspin Uh, Hoosiers, just pretty mediocre recently. Huskers men's basketball goes on the road, gets an 85-70 win over the Crimson and Cream. 85-70 again, the final score. Great game from Nebraska in the first half. Ball was moving, everything was clicking, and they survived, right? Stricky and I mentioned this. I'll bring it up with him again once he gets on the stream. Just how important it was going to be for Nebraska to slam the door on Indiana. They didn't exactly do that to start the second half, but hey, 15-point road win is a 15-point road win. Huskers get their second road win of the year. Um, first in conference play. That, that was kind of the problem, right? The one glaring omission on the, the Nebraska ball uh, tournament resume was a road win in conference. Huskers on the board there. Of course, they went down to Manhattan, Kansas, beat former conference rival Kansas State on the road uh, by 16 points, 62-46. to 46. I thought last night's game was much better Indiana had that great spurt to start the second half. Nebraska, I think, responded well. The jumper from Bryce Williams, and then uh, Indiana cut it to, as they cut it to three, Nebraska goes on a 14-2 run to really reestablish control. We'll talk a lot about Jamarcus Lawrence as well, the game he had, setting a new career high, filling it up from three, and it might be Jamarcus Lawrence's time, right? You think back to last season when Jamarcus Lawrence really came on strong. Uh, Bandamel goes down in January. Jamon Gary goes down as well. Demarcus Lawrence steps into the starting lineup, starts playing better and better as the season goes on, had the huge game against Iowa. He was good for a couple few threes per game and really burst on the scene as a starter, right? Coming into the year, has struggled, right, to adapt to that point guard role. But hey, maybe mid-February on, February and March, maybe that's Demarcus Lawrence time. Excited to see how he continues to progress and adapt. This is On the Block, brought to you by Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul. They're open today. Go check them out for dinner tonight. I'm assuming all of you who are listening now have gotten your lunch in, so that's okay. 29th and Pine Lake is the spot you need to be for dinner tonight. Go to the text line here real quick. Gingerbeard man, how about those Blue Devils? How about those Blue Devils? How about those Duke Blue Devils? Quietly, sneakily, on the low. One sixteen of their last 18 games, quietly tied for first place with North Carolina in the ACC. And hey, guess what? Revenge on the mind. Season finale. The Tar Heels come to Cameron Indoor. How about those Blue Devils? 84-55 to win in Miami. That's a team that you know made that run deep into the NCAA tournament last year and was really just a pain in my butt. Both cheeks. Not a pain in one butt cheek, a pain in both butt cheeks. But uh, even missing Nigel Pack and Matthew Cleveland, two of their better players, a much better performance than we've seen from the Duke Blue Devils down in Coral Gables for... Sometime Filipowski was good. Jeremy Roach was on fire. Uh, McCain 
didn't follow up his his 35-point breakout performance uh, spectacularly, but he was his usual solid self. You see Caleb Foster hit a couple shots here and there. The thing to monitor for Duke is Tyrese Proctor, his availability. Something seemed off with him from the jump this year. Um, Also apparently suffering the effects of a concussion. So that's something that I'm monitoring, watching the Blue Devils number five. But yeah, Gingerbeard Man, how about him? They're back. They're rolling. No one's talking about it. Just how we like it. Um, Before we get into more college hoops in our number two, we'll talk some Husker baseball with Evan Bland here in 10, 15 minutes or so. Uh, Evan was down at Globe Life Field in Arlington for Nebraska's one and two opening weekend. We'll get into what Evan heard, what he saw down there. And then the four game set with Grand Canyon. That's a solid program on the baseball diamond. Really interesting team uh, in the WAC in men's basketball as well. That's a team that I think Husker fans should be rooting either for to win the the WAC conference tournament or be rooting against if they're going to lose it. Grand Canyon is a really solid team, really fun program. Interesting school. Too. I know the, the connotations attached to, to Liberty in Tennessee, but Grand Canyon is a, a private school, uh, started up not all that long ago, but one of the first things it did was invest in athletics. It, it's really paying dividends. Um, so to see Nebraska play Grand Canyon, I think is just going to be a fascinating series on a number of levels. So we'll get Evan's thoughts and insights on uh, that series for the Huskers again here in about 15 minutes or so. For devoted listeners of the show, you'll know that we don't talk a lot of hockey, right? Not necessarily my thing. Of course, love uh, the Stars, everything that, that they're doing this year. Appreciate uh, Joel, Coach Russo, the players for stopping by for Inside the Box uh, once a week for, for Inside the Box. I'm not the biggest hockey guy. Just been to a few games in my life. Couldn't tell you a lot of the strategy. But what I do know is I'm patriotic. 44 years ago today, the miracle on Ice. That's right. 44 years ago, Herb Brooks and his uh, ragtag team of bandits stole a win from the Soviet Union. That was, that was a game that was tied 2-2 after the first period. Uh, the Soviet Union took a 3-2 lead into the third. The Americans, I, I forgot this, I mean, knew they had to, to come from behind, but scored two goals with about half the time remaining in the third period and then had to hold on for dear life. And that's a scary place to be against a team that was essentially professionals, you know, for the Soviets, a couple guys that had minor league experience for the, for Team USA. Other than that, just, you know, a ragtag bunch of college kids took down the the program, the team that had won five of the previous six Olympic gold medals. That's right. Five out of the last six, the Soviet Union had won. But hey, out of nowhere, here comes Team USA, ready for business. They The other thing I forget about that game is it wasn't for the gold medal. Right, You think about just how big, how monumental a win that was to take down the team that was favored to win gold, that had won it five of the last six years. That was not the championship game. That was to get to the championship game. And I think that's a fact that you know, if you weren't around for it, or even if you were, just kind of gets lost because that seems and felt like the biggest game. But of course, Team USA did then as well have the follow-through, right? They beat Finland in the gold medal game. Um to win Olympic gold on U.S. soil, right? Lake Placid, New York, the site of that hockey miracle. So text line, comment section, uh, 402-464-5685 if you've got your your phone on you. What are the greatest upsets in sports history? Obviously, that miracle on ice goes in the conversation. It has to. Maybe the best American upset of all time. Again, the Soviet Union, height of the Cold War, 
you get the Olympics on your home soil after boycotting some Olympics not long before that, um, you know, because of Russia's involvement in, in geopolitics and whatnot. But for Herb Brooks and that group of college students to take down that juggernaut, maybe the greatest upset in all the sports. So text line, get those uh, responses in 402-464-5685. Your favorite upsets, the biggest upsets in sports history. Let me know. We'll go over a few of those in just a sec. And, and again, I mentioned maybe I'm not the biggest hockey guy, but I, I do love some quirks. I do love the stats. I can name a couple players here or there. One guy whose name I might never forget because it just cracks me up, David Ayers. Okay, who's David Ayers, you might ask? Well, four years ago today, not 44 years ago today, like the Miracle on Ice, but four years ago today, back in February of 2020, David Ayers made some history. He was the emergency goalie on standby at the Toronto Maple Leafs Arena. They were hosting the Carolina Hurricanes, and both the Hurricanes goalies got hurt. James Reimer and Peter Mrazek went down. So here comes David Ayers. The story behind him is he, he signed his his one-day NHL contract to be the emergency backup goalie. He was also the Zamboni driver, at least part-time, for the Toronto Maple Leafs. This man gets in the game between the Maple Leafs and the Hurricanes. Um, again, as the Hurricanes goalie, they were up 3-1 to one at this point, but down both their goalies. And things didn't get off to a good start for, for my man David Ayers. The first two shots that he faced in his NHL career and NHL action were goals. That's right. Toronto, on their own dude, one of their own, went two for its first two. Not to worry, though. The Carolina Hurricanes held on. Uh, they scored the next three goals to win that game 6-3. to three. So February 22nd, a fascinating day in hockey history. Again, even for a guy that doesn't follow the sport closely, I could probably name half the teams. Um, watch out. Decent NHL slate today, just looking at some of the games that are on. But again, February 22nd, 44 years ago, and four years ago, 44 years ago, of course, being the miracle on ice up in Lake Placid and a, a different sort of miracle on ice potentially in Toronto with David Ayers being the one to, to get the win as the third string one day contract NHL backup goalie. We go to the text line here. We'll start with Notorious B.I.B. says my latest favorite upset was Green Bay going into Dallas and beating the Cowboys. I mean, I get it. You're an anti-Cowboys guy, but I don't know how much that resonates historically, but thanks for that notorious BIB. Uh, 3201 says Nebraska over Purdue men's basketball this season. You know, I'm willing to give that one a little more credence. It had been 42 seasons since Nebraska men's basketball had taken down number one. It had been, what, 58 years since Nebraska men's basketball beat number one at home? That's incredible history to get off the schneid of. And against this Purdue team, right, comes into the year, ranked in the top five, ranked number one for a few weeks, dominated the Maui Invitational Tournament, which is basically the closest thing we have to an NCAA tournament outside of March. That Purdue team, with last year's Player of the Year, Zach Eady, who's a matchup nightmare for everyone, you know, but that Nebraska has shown they can game plan against. Nebraska had been close. Again, I think back to two years ago, uh, where Nebraska has Purdue on the ropes, and, and probably a missed call. You know, that went against Nebraska. C.J. Wilcher uh, was fouled. I don't think it was called. Would have had the chance to, to shoot free throws to give Nebraska the lead. It uh, doesn't get the call, and Nebraska ends up losing losing that game. So Nebraska, we knew, had a shot at it, right? Nebraska wasn't backing down from Purdue, especially not in Lincoln. 
Now, Mackey Arena has not been kind to Nebraska. That's maybe the next you know step for Nebraska to to step up on is you know again win on the road. But Mackey Arena hasn't been kind. The Breslin Center at Michigan State hasn't been kind to Nebraska either. Um, out in Champaign, Nebraska's really struggled to play there recently. The barn up in Minneapolis, Nebraska hasn't exactly put on a show. But to see Nebraska for the first time in 42 years knock off a number one team and send a statement, right? We know we knew Nebraska's non-conference slate wasn't the strongest. We saw how they looked against Creighton. We're like, is this is this how Nebraska's going to look against top competition? If so, we might be in for it again. But no, Nebraska puts together a complete performance, um, up double digits at halftime against Purdue. Uh, you knew the Boilermakers were going to make a run, but Nebraska ends up winning that game uh, handily, right? It wasn't in doubt over the last couple minutes. So sure, I'm willing to give Nebraska over Purdue absolutely some credence here. Derek in a car says Buster Douglas over Mike Tyson. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, think about Mike Tyson at, at the peak of his powers getting beat. It's still hard to imagine how Buster Douglas was able to, to win that fight over Mike Tyson. Uh, 13-14 says Appalachian State over Michigan in the big house in 2007. That's a great one. Also a hilarious upset to mention because that was the first game, the first football game televised on the Big Ten Network. I think that fact gets lost to history, and it cracks me up every time that game comes up. The Big Ten Network, they finally have one. They launch it. Here's Michigan, you know, rated in the top 25, blue blood program, blue blood programs. And App State wasn't some nobody in the, in the FCS level. They were still winning their 9-10 games a year. They might have even been the reigning FCS champs. Um, but they go up to Ann Arbor. They go into the big house, and they beat Michigan. Straight up beat them, right? It didn't take a lot of luck. I know they blocked the field goal at the end, but it's not like they returned it for the game-winning touchdown. So yeah, App State over Michigan absolutely enters that conversation. Jordan P. says, Georgia State versus Nebraska football. (sighs) Yeah, that happened. Although I don't know if I would say that was the... Maybe it was. It doesn't feel like the biggest upset, though. The, The Northern Illinois game in 2017 feels like a bigger upset to me. Again, Nebraska threw an interception return for a touchdown on a wide receiver screen pass. A wide receiver screen pass. Pick six. That doesn't happen. And yeah, that 2017 Nebraska team made it happen. A couple more to get to here before we turn our attention over to Husker baseball. You have 0283 saying uh, NC State beating Fisley and Majama. Yep, that's absolutely huge. Chaminade over Virginia out in Maui that we just talked about. Uh, Nebraska knocking off Wilt Chamberlain. Yeah, that, those are all really good ones in college basketball. 1314 chimes in again and says uh, Fairleigh Dickinson over Purdue just last year. That's right. My, my personal favorite, big upset though, was the first one over 16. UMBC over Virginia. That was a great Virginia team. Really, really good. You know, they'd been in that 2-3 that conversation. They get over the hump. They're a one seed. And not that Virginia's had a lot of huge success in March since, you know, Ralph Sampson was there, honestly. But that was a really good Virginia team that ran through the ACC, that choked the life out of so many teams. But for UMBC to make that game close at half and then go ballistic from three and knocking off Virginia, I wasn't able to watch that game live. But following along on ESPN, you just see UMBC, okay, they're up three with, you know, 15 minutes to go. Interesting. Keep an eye on it. And then it's six. And then it's 10. And then it's 15. You get the final score. And UMBC didn't, you know, hang around and hit a fluke shot at the buzzer. That was a 20-point win. 
in the first ever 16 seed over a one seed in the NCAA tournament. Um, and then, of course, as 0177 points out, Virginia goes on to win the national championship that next season. Yeah, they did. I wasn't thrilled about it. But don't forget how close that Virginia team was to losing before that. Purdue, Carson Edwards' team, had Virginia on the ropes. It took a miracle from, I think it was uh, Mamadi Diakite, to get that ball back across half court. Or maybe he's the one that, that hit the free throw line jump right. I think he was involved somehow. But Purdue was like six inches from winning that game. And then uh, they make it to the final four. The rest is history from there. Not the greatest final four year. Um, they face, what, Auburn on one side, then Texas Tech, Michigan State on the other side, I think it was. Not the best Final Four we've ever seen, but hey, credit to Virginia for, you know, having the gumption to get back on the horse after being the first one to go down to to a 16. Yeah, Jordan P. Kyle Guy. That's right. Kyle Guy was, uh, he was a guy. He was that dude for them. Um, Noji Les Lancaster says, McNeese State winning here at Nebraska in football would have been a massive upset. I was at that game. I was at the Miracle game. Tense. Nobody was comfortable. There's a lot of that you know, side-to-side shifting in your seat, kind of uncomfortable, kind of looking down at your feet like, is this really going to happen? And then Nebraska remembered, hey, we have Amir Abdullah on our team. Let's get that guy the ball. Yeah, worked out pretty well. The rest is history. We'll take a break. We'll get to Evan Bland on the horn from the Omaha World Herald to talk some Husker baseball. They're down playing Grand Canyon for a four-game series starting tonight. We'll talk some Husker baseball with Evan Bland when we get back here on the block. <laughs> Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. 